0: Mike Green talking with Deandra L. Leslie Pilecki, who's a professor of physics at the University of Texas at Dallas and also author of the book The Physics of NASCAR, uh, which, as you might guess, uh, has a lot of physics in it. And what we'd like to talk to her about is if any mathematics that's associated with NASCAR
1: there's a ton of mathematics associated with NASCAR because, of course, mathematics is the language of physics.
0: Are there any particular areas that are especially useful for the NASCAR teams?
1: I think one of the places where mathematics plays the biggest role, and this is both analytical and computational, is in a technique called computational fluid dynamics. And this is a technique that's used in a couple different areas of racing. One of them is looking at how air passes over the car. When air travels over the surface of a car, it pushes, and it pushes in different directions. And the whole basis of racing is grip. So you want to have those tires pushing into the track as much as is possible. And so you're very interested in how air flows over your car. Now, you can take your car to a, a wind tunnel and do experiments there, but wind tunnel time is really expensive. And so what teams have done is invest in people who write computer code that actually use some very sophisticated mathematical techniques to model how these air molecules flow over the car.
0: And they can do that for not only just one car, but also like if one is drafting behind another car.
1: Yeah, exactly. There's some things that you really can't do in a a wind tunnel. So, for example, it's very hard to get a car rolling at 190 miles an hour while staying stationary, (laughs) so getting the wheels going at 190 miles an hour in a wind tunnel. Well, if you're working on a computer, it's a whole lot easier to do that same thing as you mentioned looking at drafting. If you want to put two cars in a wind tunnel, there are very few places in the world you can do that, that. A lot easier to do on a computer. So you can take into account things like how the two cars interact with each other, how being close to the wall changes how the air flows over the car. So it gives them an incredible amount of power.
0: Because there's so many cars and, and everything is so close in these races that, you know, a little bit of an edge can make a huge difference.
1: Yeah, it really is a matter of, of tens, tenths and thousands of seconds uh, between whether you win or whether you lose. Teams are using every technique they have at their disposal in order to get the edge.
0: In your book, you mentioned how the NASCAR has kind of fixed the design uh, for cars. Does that mean then the technology doesn't matter anymore? Oh, not at all. What it means is that they have to work that much harder in order to get an advantage. And so the the fact that it
1: is so expensive to go to the wind tunnel and to put all this money into developing computational fluid dynamics programs is one reason why they've now given them a more or less fixed body. Mm -hmm. But there's there's still some things they can change. And so they're doing a lot of simulations to understand how the aerodynamics changes with the, the new elements, which are a splitter in front, which is sort of a shelf, that allows the air to push down on it and give it front grip. And then there's a wing in the back, and the air flows over the wing, and they have to model how that works, too. So I would think technology has actually become more important rather than less.
0: And, and how did you get interested in, in NASCAR?
1: It was, it was by accident, and I mean literally by accident. I happened to be flipped through channels one day, and I saw a race. And I was watching a group of cars. They're going around a corner, and all of a sudden, one of them went into the wall for what looks like absolutely no good reason to me. And one of the things I remember one of my professors saying about being scientist is that you have to have the pitbull gene. That is, when you, you get a question, you get your teeth around it, you just can't let go of it. And so I had seen this, and it didn't make sense to me, and it was driving me nuts. I was trying to figure out why would a car go into the wall. And so I thought I'd look it up on the web, I figured it would be 10 minutes. And sure enough, two years later, it was a whole book.
0: So you didn't let go until you published a book?
1: Yeah, and you know, and I still haven't figured everything out yet. One of the things I learned from studying what people are doing is how complicated cars actually are. And so every time I go to the track, every time I talk to someone who works for one of the race teams, I learn something new. And I think that's that's really the fascination.
0: And and you spent a lot of time with the teams uh, while you were researching the book. What's the most exciting thing you saw while you were doing that?
1: Oh, gosh, there, you know, there were a lot of exciting things. Um, getting to see an engine dyno, uh, how they test the engines. They actually hook them up to this machine. It sort of looks like you're putting the engine on life support. And what you're doing is you're trying to simulate race conditions. As a physicist, everything we do is sort of simplified and, and, you know, the assume a spherical race car kind of thing. So, you know, I knew what, you know, a, a, an engine cycle should look like in terms of pressure and volume, but to actually see it happen, on this machine, and, of course, the thing is going at 130 decibels, so that makes it just that much more interesting,
0: right? It seemed like it was always hard for you to maneuver in places when the teams were working.
1: Yeah, they really work in very tight quarters, and, of course, everyone is in a rush, (laughs) and and that's something in science, you know, sometimes, like, you have a, a conference you're going to and you're trying to get information for a paper before you leave. But these guys are, are really up against the clock. They only get two or three hours of practice before they have to go and do the race. So every minute counts. Mm-hmm. Uh, every, one of the neat things I really got out of watching them was how to organize a toolbox because you have to be able to find everything as quickly as possible.
0: And you've told us a lot about some of the science or the mathematics involved in NASCAR. So now is there any hope of them putting stickers that say math and physics on their cars instead of the uh, beer and uh, drug sponsors that they have?
1: <laughs> well, you know, one of the things you can do is you can sponsor a lap at a, at a track. And so during that lap, they'll put up, you know, your little sign on the infield board. And so we thought that would be interesting as if this lap sponsored by physics. But mm-hmm. then sort of thought, well, in essence, aren't they all? <laughs> so, um, yeah, we'd love to see people do that. We actually have a project that we just got funded that will allow us to bring information about the people involved in NASCAR, and this is everyone from high school education up to the PhDs who work at the race teams, um, and sort of highlight how math and science are used. So it may not be on the cars, but mm-hmm. it's definitely going to be out there in a form there where it can get to fans. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, now, is this related to your the website Stock Car Science?
1: Well, the Stop Cutting the Stucker Science um, website is sort of my own little personal blog, and this has evolved out of it, and it's now a project that we're doing in conjunction with the University of North Carolina at Charlotte, and we're going to be going out and doing workshops for teachers to show them how they can use this kind of material in um, middle school and high school classes.
0: The, the students are probably interested in that. That'll help them be interested in the math and science.
1: Yeah, it's sort of a suck. I mean, it's a way to get people involved. One of the problems we have, with physics and sometimes you know mathematicians have the same problem is that kids don't see where it relates to anything they care about and if they're at all interested in cars or racing this is a way to show them look here's the applicability of stuff you're learning right now here's where people actually use this for something that you care about and if we can Get them interested. Then once they start seeing the interest in in mathematics and in science, they're going to want to learn more.
0: Okay, well, well, thank you very much. That's Deandra L. Leslie Pellecki, who's professor of physics at the University of Texas at Dallas and author of the book, The Physics of NASCAR. Deandra, thank you very much.
1: Thank you.